Come on, let the redeemed of the Lord praise him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. There's nothing like praising the Lord. Amen. And I'm glad for the opportunity to be in Youth Quest 2015. What a great God we serve. Didn't we have a wonderful time here last night? And I'm just believing God to do greater things in the remainder of this meeting. Amen. Give honor, first of all, to our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who's the reason that we're all here today. Amen. Without his blood, none of us would be here, but I'm glad for the price that he paid on Calvary. Amen. And I do, I do love our fellowship. Brother Sissel said that last night, but I, I appreciate the good men of this fellowship, Pastor Bo, uh, Pastor Burgess, Pastor Reese, and um, Pastor Burgess. Amen. We're so glad for them. Good for the bishops. Amen. Bishop Luke and Bishop Bill Burgess, we appreciate and love them so very much. Amen. I had a lot of confidence in these men till about 1 o'clock in the morning last night when it was decided that I was going to be the one preaching. So I don't know if I trust their judgment or not, but uh, nonetheless, I, I do love and appreciate these good men very much. All of the other pastors and evangelists that are here, I appreciate the work that you're doing. Amen. And to all of the saints of God and young people, amen, give you honor today. We're, we're grateful as pastors. We're grateful for good saints of God. Amen. Amen. Appreciate Pastor Burgess and Jesus' Name Pentecostal Church have hosted this here in their building for many years. And we appreciate that as, as and we're just uh, enjoying uh, just a recipient of their, uh, of their hospitality. We appreciate that very much. Amen. Didn't we hear the great word of the Lord last night? Tremendous preaching and uh, touching hearts and lives. And I, I believe God is doing something in YouthQuest 2015. And last night was just the beginning of what God wants to do. Just, just a, I believe it's just a portion of what God wants to do in the remainder of this youth conference. And I don't know about you, but if you'll open your heart to God and you'll say, God, I want you to work on me. I want you to talk to me. I believe God will do great things in your heart and your life. Amen. Brother, Brother Spell last night. Uh, he made a statement. He said, to get from where you are to where Jesus is. And he, he made, went on to talk about pick up the baton and run with it and start where you are. And so today I want to I follow that same vein of thought here today. If you'll turn to Exodus, the third chapter. Exodus, the third chapter. You can return to your seats here. Exodus, the third chapter and verse 1. Very familiar story. We're going to draw our text from that passage of Scripture here this, mo this morning. Amen. I'm grateful that we moved that time back from 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock. What a wonderful, wonderful idea. <laughs> they did... We, we did make some good decisions there to do that. Uh, hallelujah. Exodus, the third chapter, verse 1. If you have a say, amen. If you're still looking for it, say, help me, Jesus. 
Exodus, the third chapter, and verse 1. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said... I will now turn aside and see this great sight. Everybody say great sight. great sight. Why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Draw not, draw not nigh hither. Put off thy shoes from off thy feet. For the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. Hallelujah. Holy ground. I believe we were on some holy ground here last night. And I believe there's some more holy ground that God wants us to walk, walk on in the remainder of this conference. Hallelujah. He said, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face. For he was afraid to look upon God. I want to talk to you today, and it may not seem fitting for a title here, just one word for young people, but I do believe it is here this morning. But I want to talk to you about transition. Everybody say transition. transition. Let's ask God to help us in the remainder of this service. God, we thank you for your blessings. We thank you, God, for your goodness. We thank you, God, for your love. We thank you, God, for what you're doing in our midst even right now. We thank you, God, for meeting with us, talking to us, anointing, our, anointing us in a great way. I pray, God, that you would move here today. Oh, God, let my tongue be as a pen of a ready writer. Let a door of utterance be opened in this house. Let your will be accomplished. God, I pray that you would give us ears to hear, hearts to do. God, we give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. Come on, let's give the Lord a great shout of praise in this house. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. We glorify you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You're wonderful. You're wonderful, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor. Tell him it's time for a transition. And you can be seated in Jesus' name. You know, God has a way of just being uh, where he needs to be at the right time. There's sometimes that we seem like we're just going through our daily business and things are just as they are, but God has a plan. God has a purpose. He told, he told his disciples, he said, I must needs go through Samaria. And uh, uh, Brother Spell mentioned about uh, God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in, him in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. But you see that woman there at Samaria, she was just going to, to get some water that day, just like she had many other days, but she didn't realize that she was going to run in. Amen. She was going to run into a well that was setting on top of a well. And I believe there's some young people, there's some saints of God here today that you just came to Youth Quest again, but you're about to run in and have an encounter with God. And you didn't even realize what, what was about to happen in your life. But I can, I can assure you here today that if you open your heart, there's no telling what God will do in your life. Amen. The word transition means movement, passage, or change from one position, 
state change subject concept to another or simply means change. In music, it is a passing from one key to another, which is known as modulation. And there's something about when a song begins to modulate or they began to change keys that it picks up intensity. There is a greater fervency about it. And the volume begins to increase as the song begins to build. And I believe today that there's some folks that God is wanting to transition. He's wanting to bring a change in your life. He's wanting to bring a greater intensity. He's wanting to bring a greater fervency. He's wanting that volume to begin to increase in your life. Come on, give God some praise in this house today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We go back to the book of Genesis, the book of beginnings, and it is there in the first chapter that God is doing a fabulous work. The Bible says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and, God, and, and the Spirit of God began to move upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God divided the light from the darkness. It was nothing but a turbid, murky, cloudy mess that was there. But even with that mess that was at hand, God began to move upon the face of it. Can I tell you here today, you may feel like you're nothing but a mess. You've been slipping around and doing things that you shouldn't be doing. But the Spirit of God keeps on moving on your heart and your life. He's not wanting to leave you where you are, but He's wanting to bring a division in your life. That division from light, from darkness. He's wanting to do a great work in your heart and your life. I wonder if there's anybody in this house, or you may be standing up with everybody else, trying to fit in with everybody else, but you know deep in your heart, there's some things in your spirit that shouldn't be there. You're listening to some, oh hallelujah, I didn't intend to get this far into my message already, but you're listening to some ungodly music that you shouldn't be listening to. You're looking at some things that you shouldn't be watching. You're, oh hallelujah, we've got these phones and you can look at anything you want to look at. Amen, but can I tell you to, this morning, you got to get something down in your spirit and God's been moving on you and God's been working on you and it's time to step out from where you are and say God I need a transition in my life I need an intensity that's not been there before I need you to do a work in my spirit come on give God some praise here today oh hallelujah thank you Jesus hallelujah you can be seated here Amen. But God's spirit is moving. I'm glad that when I was wretched and undone, you say, well, you were raised in a, in the church. You were raised in a preacher's home. I was, but God had to bring that dividing point in my life. There had to be a transition began to take place. And I'm so glad that God got a hold of my life one day. Amen. I was, I was on my way out. I was just about out, but God rescued me just in time. But in the midst of my stupidness, in the midst of my sin, oh, his spirit began to move on me. I remember standing 
standing at a youth convention and the spirit of God was moving. Here I was standing there hard hearted, not ready to change, not ready for a transition in my life. But all of the sudden I I couldn't help myself. There were chairs that were folded up, uh, stood against columns and the walls and people slain in the spirit and people standing and weeping. And here I stood, but all of the sudden the spirit of God began to move on this murky turban mess of my life and that there were tears that began to flow down my face conviction began to grip my heart as the spirit of God began to move on my soul I didn't make the change that night but it was just the beginning of God bringing some division in my life I'm telling you tonight that this morning God's wanting to do that for somebody in this house you're trying to camouflage it by standing up you come up front you may bounce up and down a little bit but God's wanting to do a great work in your heart oh hallelujah You're confused. You got nothing but chaos in your mind. Hallelujah. But God's wanting to bring some order in your life here today. But it was that first day that he began to divide the light from the darkness. And you know, God, God is always separating things. He's separating the good from the evil, the holy from the profane, the righteous from the unrighteous, uh, the, the, the obedient from the disobedient, the right from the wrong, the moral from the immoral. Uh, as I was beginning to look at uh, as some antonyms for the word sin I could not find the exact opposite when you look into a thesaurus but as I began to study I found that there is a uh, that the Jews use a Hebrew term by the name uh, uh, called mitzvah and it means atonement hallelujah I'm glad this morning that the exact opposite of sin is the blood of Jesus And we need the blood of Jesus to cover this house today. You need the blood of Jesus to cover your heart and your life. Aren't you glad for the blood of Calvary? Hallelujah. You can be seated here. And God said it was the second day of creation. And God began to create the firmament in the midst of the waters. And he said, let it divide the waters from the waters. God made the firmament and he divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something about the firmament. Again, the Lord was dividing. He was bringing some separation. He divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. God was bringing some order to that chaotic mess that was there. God was putting some things in place and the firmament it is the ending of one region and the beginning uh, of the start uh, the beginning of a, another region uh, it is a it is a definitive line it is a line of demarcation oh the firmament is a stopping point of where you are and the starting point of where you're going here today you may you may look at your life and say it's nothing but a mess uh, I, I've not been living for God the way that I should I'm not where I need to be. I'm struggling with my past. But can I tell you here today, it's time to leave them at an altar and let this altar be a firmament for you. Say it's a stopping point to the life that I've been living and it's a starting point in the life that I'm living for Christ. Oh, hallelujah. 
It was a place where that firmament, it was a separation from, from the water in the liquid form, from the vapor form. And the thing about the vapor form, unless the conditions are right and things began to condensate, we do not really see what is going on in the vapor, in the vapor realm of the water. You can look into the water that you can swim in and there's fish that are there and there are different uh, life, uh, uh, aquatic life that is there. But in the heavenlies, you cannot really perceive what is going on. And there's sometimes people look on and say, I can't live like that. I don't want to live like that. That's because you're below the firmament and all you can see is the aquatic life and the things of this world. But I believe today that God wants you to transition from that point of this old world into the heavenlies here today. There is a spirit realm that is working. There are things that are going on in the heavenlies. But he's looking for some young people in this hour that will step out from where they are and say, I'm not interested in the world. I'm not interested in peer pressure. I'm not interested in what's going on but I need God to work in my life you need the baptism of the Holy Ghost Oh, hallelujah. There may be somebody here today. You've not repented of your sins. You've not been baptized in Jesus' name. You've not been filled with the Holy Ghost. Can I tell you here, you're on your way to hell. I'm not trying to be hard this uh, this morning. I'm not t- trying to be uh, blunt, but I'm just telling you the way the Word of God ri- uh, is, is read here today. I'm just telling you what the Word of God declares. You need to realize right now that you've got to repent of your sins. You've got to turn away from sin and say, God, I'm sorry. I'm not going back to it any longer. It's a change of mind. It's a change of heart. And once you've repented of your sins, you need to be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sins. Oh, hallelujah. It is that line of separation. Amen. If you went down and been baptized in the titles, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, you can be seated. You, you, you didn't, you didn't have a, a place of separation. God didn't do anything for you. The blood of Calvary was not applied to your life, but you simply went down dry and came up wet. But you must be born, you must be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sins. You want your sins remitted. You want the blood of Calvary to wash your heart. You gotta be baptized in Jesus name and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and when you get the Holy Ghost you will speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gives utterance that's just a starting point in the heavenlies. That's just a starting point. Amen. Brother Sister quotes it often. It's just the earnest of our inheritance. It's just the tip of the iceberg. It's just a down payment. Oh, hallelujah. I wish somebody would get excited about Acts 2.38. I wish somebody would get excited about this glorious gospel. Come on. It is a line of separation. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You can be seated. But God doesn't intend for us to swim through the waters of life. But I believe that he wants us to rise above those things. Hallelujah. He told the children of Israel, and this is an often quoted scripture, but it seems like those that quote it often leave out the last part of this verse. 
And verse 13 of Deuteronomy 28 says, And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail. And thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt, uh, shalt not be beneath. If thou, if that thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day to observe and to do them. You see, the Lord was saying your, your level of victory, your, your ability to rise above those things is, is contingent upon your willingness to be attentive and listen to the word of God and to be obedient to the word of God. It doesn't matter what you feel here this morning. It doesn't matter what you think here today. It, 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 it aggravates me when I hear people say, well, I, I'm just waiting for God to convict me. I, I'm waiting for God to do something for me. I'm telling you, if his word says it, you need to line up to it. You don't need to be waiting for God to convict you, but his word says it. So God, I'm just going to line up to what your word says. You can rest assured here today that you'll have some understanding on down the road. God will illuminate your mind. God will give you a revelation, but just step out and be obedient and watch God begin to help you rise above the temptations, rise above the peer pressure, rise above the things that you may not understand. Oh, I'm looking for some young people this hour. Said, I'm ready. I'm ready for a transition in my life. Everybody shall transition. Hallelujah. You can be seated in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. There's something about the Holy Ghost. And I know that Brother Spell mentioned these scriptures last night, but there's just some things that we need to reaffirm. We're not, you know, we're not just talking about feelings here today, we're talking about the doctrine. We're talking about the Word of God. Amen. I, I'm grateful for the, the Holy Ghost moving. But you know what? We're founded upon the Word. I'm glad to be among a fellowship that's founded upon the Word. I don't care how high you jump when you shout. But how straight do you walk when you come down? And he said, you must be born again of water and of the Spirit. Or you cannot enter the kingdom of God. Being born again of water is Jesus' name, baptism. Being born again of the Spirit is the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The wind bloweth where it listeth. Hallelujah. There's something about the Holy Ghost. When it begins to blow, it is an invisible force. Ah, but there's something that's going on in the heavenlies. There's some waters above that's there. You may not be able to see them. Oh, but there's... But, the, but there's a great thing that's happening. There's a great work that's taking place. I don't know about you, but I want to I wanna sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind to blow in this house today. I may not be able to tangibly see it, but I can feel it. I know that God's doing a work because I can sense it. I can hear it. Hallelujah. You can be seated here today. But once you start living for God, once you've been filled with the Holy Ghost and you're living a holy, 
life, separated from this world. There's going to be some storms that you're going to go through. There's even going to be some lines that are in the heavens that you see them coming. And sometimes you don't even, sometimes you can perceive them coming. You know they're coming. And then there's other times it seems like they catch you by surprise. But in the heavenlies, there is a thing called a squall line. And it is a, it is a front of thunderstorms that are, it is a line of thunderstorms that are in front of a, a cold front. It is the leading edge of a cold front. And many times these squall lines, they can form 50 to 150 miles in advance of a cold front that's moving in. And, and there, are, there is severe weather with these conditions. There can be hail. There can be rain. Amen. Strong winds. There can be tornadoes that take place. Amen. But it, it, it happens especially in the spring and the summertime. Uh, if, you're, if you've been to the Midwest, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Amen. Raised in the Midwest. And so I, I know what it is to have those thunderstorms come through. And sometimes the temperature, the temperature plummet. Amen. 15, 20, 30 degrees. And there's violent thunderstorms and tornadoes that are spawned from this. Oh, hallelujah. But can I tell you that you can weather the storm. You can weather the things that are going on because the Spirit of God is there to help you through those things. You look at the life of Joseph. Joseph had dreams. He had aspirations. He, he, he had, a, he had a, a mandate from God. And it seemed like uh, if looking at his dreams and his visions uh, uh, that it was going to be a grand life. But he didn't understand that the fulfillment of those dreams uh, uh, between where he was and the fulfillment of those dreams that there was some storms to go through. He didn't realize that his brothers were going to strip him of that colored coat and, and sell him into slavery. He didn't understand that he was going to have to be sold into Potiphar's house. And, and in the process of time, he rose to the prominent position where, where Potiphar didn't even realize what was going on in his business realm because Joseph was such a, a, a trusted individual. He was such a man of character character and integrity but he had a wife some please give me just a little more monitor but but Potiphar had a wife that was after Joseph and one day she grabbed him by the coat and she said come lie with me he left the coat behind him and he began to run for his life can I tell you this morning that there are times that you're going to go through some temptations you're going to go through some trying times in your life there's going to be some times when somebody may take a hold of you and say, come on, why don't you go with me? It's time to leave that. Come on, leave that coat behind. Get it off. You need to run, leave that coat behind. Run. You need to leave that coat behind and say, I am not going to go the way. I cannot sin against God. I can't. Nobody's looking on. Nobody's watching, but I can't sin against God. I'm going through some storms. I may be in the midst of that thunderstorm. They may, there may be hell that's, that's uh, falling down on my head. But you know what? God's going to help me. He's going to give me the ability to make it all the way through. I just got to keep my heart right. I just got to keep my mind fixed on God and let the Spirit of God help me through these trying times. Come on, give God some praise.
Hallelujah. Dividing lines, transitions. We all have them. I've had them in living for God. I'm not here to give you a sob story here. But I'm just here to tell you that the grace and the power of God is able to help you come through them. Hallelujah. You're going to go through things in life. Amen. Just because he was truthful, just because he was a man of character, it landed him in prison because they believed the words of Potiphar's wife. Let me tell you something, young people. Don't let Egypt, don't let, don't let a woman from Egypt, don't, uh, young ladies, don't let a, don't let a man of the world began to pull you out of the church. The Bible's very clear. It says to be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. We're not to date outside of the church. We're not to find our companionship outside of the church. Do I have some young people that believe that here today? Well, I know they may be attractive. I know they may be good looking. I know. But it still doesn't make it right. Can I go a little bit deeper here today? You, you better be careful the friendship that you keep. I'm not talking about potential candidate for marriage. I'm talking about your friendship. And sometimes right here in the church of the living God, you got some carnal young people that are slipping off and going to the movies, crawling in the back seat with somebody else, listening to some ungodly music, dressing ways that they shouldn't be dressing. Maybe I shouldn't say this, but you know what's wrong with the skirts being below the knee setting or standing? I don't want to have to see the, the back of your knees when you climb up the steps to get on the platform. Now, if you think that all I do is preach about holiness, you got another thing coming. I preach in all these churches, and I, I very seldom ever touched on holiness. But there's got to be a line of separation. And he started out that passage of Scripture... He said, be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what, uh, what concord hath Christ with Belial? And then he went on to say, come out from among them. And be ye separate, saith the Lord. And touch not the unclean thing. And I will receive you and be a father to you. Don't you want the Lord to receive you today? Don't you want the Lord to wrap you up in his arms? Oh, hallelujah. Joseph, nobody's looking, nobody knows. And it's appealing to the flesh. But he said, not so. I can't sin against God. You're going to go through some trials and tests. You're going to go through some temptation. You can be seated here today. I, I got, still got a lot of ground to cover. 
You know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you, you've not had good examples in your life. Because there are some young people that are sitting here. And I'm just going to say it. Your parents have not been a good example to you. And they may be going to church, but they've not been a good example to you. And I'm not here to bash them here today, but I, I'm just telling you, I, I know, I know people that they didn't have a television in their home, but they'd go off on trips and they would watch television and movies with their family in the hotel room. Do I need to make it plain? Somebody know what I'm talking about? Some of you parents are back there going, oh, God, help me. You need a transition in your life. You need a change in your spirit. You can be seated. And you wonder why they don't love the church. You wonder why they don't, they don't love the things of God. It's because you, you've not fallen in love with it. You've not showed them what a joy it is to live for God. But you can go to the other extreme and say, bless God, you're going to do this regardless and be so hard on them and, and not be that example of, you know, it's a joy in living for God. I want, I want my kids to see that it's a joy, that it's happy life living for God. I've got the blessings of God upon my life. Why would I want to go to the world? But somewhere you got to get some word down in your heart. Somewhere you got to get some things down in your spirit. Amen. You can be seated. Psalms 119, it is an acrostic psalm. And each stands of eight verses. It starts with a, the successive letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Amen. Each verse of that stanza starts with the same, uh, the same letter of the Hebrew alphabet. But it is, it is typically about the Word of God. When you look at it, there's Psalms, uh, verse 90, verse uh, 132, I believe verse 122. Those are the only three verses in that whole chapter that does not mention something about the Word of God. There are ten different words in that, in, in that psalm that, that refer to the Word of God. It's the precepts, the Word, uh, the law of God. God, the commandments of God and on and on and on. Amen. But it's only three verses in all of those verses. I believe it's 174 or 75 verses that do not mention the word of God. But when you look into Psalms 119, there are 35 references to thy word, thy word. And it's there in verse 11. He said, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. You got to get the word in your heart because you won't always have the feeling of the Holy Ghost that you hit, had here last night, but you're going to be out there facing, uh, facing Potiphar's wife, boy, facing temptation, facing some things in your world, but you've got to get the word down in your heart. Thy word have I hid in my heart. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet 
and a light unto my pathway. When the darkness begins to creep in on me and begins to shroud my view and I cannot see, oh, somehow let the light of your word be a lamp unto my feet and a light into my pathway. I don't understand everything. My feelings are telling me to go this way, but the word says keep on walking. Keep on the path. You got to get the word down in your heart. Hallelujah. You've got to get the word down in your heart. Moses, you can be seated. Moses. Moses was on the backside of the desert. Taking care of his father-in-law's business. So many times people are just doing other people's business. They're doing the bidding of Satan and sin and the things of this world. But I believe today God is wanting to do a great work for somebody. You've just been going through life. You, you become accustomed to this Pentecostal culture. You know what it is to come in here and shout. You know how to dress. You know how to act. You're used to this Pentecostal culture. But it's more than just culture here today. Oh, hallelujah. We got to get some things down in our heart. We got to get some things down in our spirit. And the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire. But the bush was not consumed. It was just another ordinary day for Moses. He had been out there before. He had seen bushes burning before. The conditions were just right and all of a sudden a bush would be began to burn. Or maybe lightning struck a bush and it would begin to burn. But the difference was as it was consumed. He seen the, the fire making changes to that to that bush. But this bush this day was not consumed. There was there was something that was different about it. There was something that was that that was uh, uh, unlike anything that he had ever seen before. How many times do we walk so close to the miracle and the provisions of God, and yet we do not even realize what we are walking beside? Amen. He had went by that bush many times. How many times do we walk by uh, that handful of meal that's in the barrel? How many times do we walk by that jawbone of an ass? Amen. From whence water's going to come? And quench this thirsty soul of ours. How many times do we walk so close to the miracle and not realize what God is wanting to do in our life? Oh, I believe that the fire of the Holy Ghost is wanting to bring some separation in this house today. I believe that God is wanting to burn up some things in your spirit and your heart. Fire that causes molecular change. Fire that causes the beast of the field to run and the snake to slither away. Fire, hallelujah. The things that burns up thousands of acres. Fire. The thing that creates its own wind. I don't know about you, but I need the wind of the Holy Ghost blowing in my life. I need the wind of the Holy Ghost moving in my spirit today. Come on, we got to get the Holy Ghost moving. Hallelujah. Moses just didn't look at it. But the Bible says that Moses said, you can be seated, I will now turn aside. It's got to be of your own free will. 
your volition here and see this great sight. I, I don't understand everything that's transpiring right now. I don't understand everything that's going on in the heavenlies. But I'm here in the house of God. Oh, you're doing the service of God, but you really don't realize the purpose or the mission as Brother Spell preached about last night. But if you'll take what was said last night and apply it to your heart and began to put it into action, oh, hallelujah, you'll begin to have an understanding. Your, your mind will be illuminated. God will begin to give you revelation and open your spirit and your heart. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, you come to the house of God. How many times have you come to the house of God? You felt the spirit of God move and you may have even been a part of it but you really didn't understand him. Oh, I look at Samuel. Samuel was there doing the service of God there in the tabernacle, but he didn't understand the purpose of God. He didn't understand the mission of God. He didn't understand everything that he was doing. But one night in the middle of the night, oh, there was that firmament. There was that line of separation. There was that line of demarcation that took place in his life as God began to call out, Samuel, Samuel. And he jumped up and he ran into the man of God. He said, did you call me? He said, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. And he laid down. And again, he heard Samuel, Samuel. And he went running to the man of God. He said, I know that you called me. He said, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. And again, he heard the word Samuel, Samuel. Oh, and he jumped up and he ran in there. And Eli, the man of God that was letting his sons do all kinds of wickedness. You see, the people of, uh, the people of Israel abhorred the sacrifices of God during that time. But God was still moving. And God was still working. And he said, he said, when you go back, just say, speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. And God began to speak to Samuel there in the middle of the night. Samuel was the link between the judges and the kings. He was the last judge of Israel. He was a prophet of God. And can I tell you here this morning that there are some that God can talk to you in the middle of the night. Right now in this youth quest, God can awaken you in the middle of the night. God can move right now in your heart and your spirit. And you began to say, you know what? It is a time of separation in my life. I've been coming and going through the motions. But today, there is a change in my life. What happened here last night to some is just another burning bush. Oh, I've seen that before. That, that's happened before. I felt the Holy Ghost like that before. But you're not changed. You're still doing things you shouldn't be doing. I, I got too much of the fear of God in me. There should be a reverence and a respect for the things of God. Because not only does he have the power to give us mercy or grace, but he's got the power to judge us as well. And I don't want to be on the wrong side of the fence when I leave this old world. And you're not promised to live to the ripe old age of of 85 or 90. Amen. But your life could be taken on your way home from you quest. A young man, I believe it was last year, coming home from a peak in Tulsa. 
a young man by the name of Brother Trenton Bass. Many of you know the name. Amen. His life was taken from him on his way home from peak. It seemed like he was a man, a, a young man that had potential, a young man that had promise, a young man that had his whole life ahead of him. Oh, but he's up there. They, they told me I wasn't there, but they said he's up in the front shouting and talking in tongues and dancing. You just don't know when the Lord's going to call you out. I just want to be on the right, right side of the fence. Hallelujah. I pray that something supernatural will happen in YouthQuest 2015. I believe destiny is hanging over YouthQuest 2015. Oh, I I feel the Holy Ghost here today. Hallelujah. I believe, so our pastors, I, I believe there's some, there's some great preachers sitting right here. Some pastor's wives sitting right here. Some great soul winners sitting right here. Oh, but I'm just a young person. It doesn't matter. I said, it doesn't matter. I believe there's a burning bush here today. And there's somebody that needs to turn aside. Oh, but I, I want to go out and play ball. I, I want to do this or that. There's something about it when, when there is that line of separation in your life. Oh, God's done a work to you. You've been filled with the Holy Ghost. You've been living for God. But you really don't have a revelation of what it is to live for God. But when you get that revelation and you began to fulfill the purpose in your heart and your life that God has placed there, that all of the sudden, that when others are off playing ball, when others are running off to the mall and going shopping and, and doing other things that other young people do, you've holed up somewhere in a bedroom and you're crying and you're fasting and you're seeking God and you're getting into the word of God and saying, Lord, I want to know more about you. God, I want a greater relationship with you. I want a stronger walk with you. It was a transition from Moses. But you see, nothing happened. God did not speak to him until he turned aside. You felt God move on you, but you've not turned aside. You glance over and you see great works of God, but you've not turned aside. You need to turn aside today. You're going this direction, but I got to see what's happening here. I may not understand everything, but I, it's, it's, got, it's arrested my attention. It's drawing me. It's pulling me. I, I, I don't know what's going on. And you need to turn aside here today and say, God, I need you to, I, I need you. I don't know what's going on, but I need you to work on me. And it's when he turned aside that God began to speak to him out of the burning bush. And he said, Moses, Moses, I want you to take off your shoes where you're standing for you are on holy ground. Oh, I wonder what would happen here today if we would turn aside and say from this day forward I'm not following after carnality God I I may not understand everything about the oneness of God I I may not understand everything when I read the word of God but somehow I'm turning aside I'm going to walk towards 
you. I need a supernatural work to begin to happen in my life. Oh, I need a transition in my spirit. I need a transition in my world. Come on, give God some praise here today. Moses was not arrogant in that time. But he turned. He hid his face from the Lord. Something about it when you've had an experience like that with God. You're going to find yourself flat on your face before God. Saying, God, I'm not even worthy to stand in your presence. I know I was created to worship you, but I don't even feel worthy. But thank God for his blood. That made us worthy. We all come to those defining moments in life. And I believe right now it's time for somebody to step over the line. I'm coming to a close here this morning. I believe it's time for somebody to step over the line. Naomi, she left Israel with her husband, two sons. The time of famine in Israel went down to Moab. In the process of time, her sons married Moabitish women, Orpah and Ruth by name. And, in, and, and things got bad in Moab. You know, that's the thing. People think, well, I'll just move here. I'll just go there. <laughs> Hear me out, young people. Get your roots down. So this is my church. Pastor Bo is my pastor. Pastor Reese, Pastor Burgess, Pastor Jones, Pastor McKinley, Pastor Sissel, Pastor McGuffey, Pastor. They're my pastor. This is my church. That's a whole nother message for another day. But young people, get in your heart. This is my church. You're going to have some bad. There's going to be times that they cross you. purpose in your heart. I'm going to stay right here because it's better than being down in Moab and losing everything. Oh, hallelujah. I know I didn't get very many amens on that, but it's so anyhow. I said it's so anyhow. Things got bad. Naomi lost her husband. Her two sons died. She said, I don't have anything else to live for. I might as well go back home. There may be a backslider in this house today. You let the house of God fool. You didn't realize how good you had it. But you're coming back empty. Today would be a great day for transition in your life. Be a great day to start things right. Hallelujah. But there's something that began to take place as Naomi began to make her way to Israel. Here came Orpah. Here came Ruth with her. She said, why don't you return back home? Return back to your families. They said, no. And they lifted up their voices and they began to weep and they began to cry and kissed one another. And And again, Naomi said, why don't you return? And Orpah began to think about it. She 
said, you know what? I'm, I'm going back. I'm going back. She turned. They wept. They cried. She turned to go back to her family. And Naomi looked at Ruth and she made this statement. She said, behold, thy sister-in-law has gone back unto her people and unto her gods. Return thou after thy sister-in-law. And one of the greatest commitments in all literature is penned in these words. And Ruth said, entreat me not to leave thee or to return from following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go. And where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people. And thy God, my God. Where thou diest, will I die. And there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me and more also if aught but death part thee and me. She said, your God is going to be my God. Your people are going to be my people. You know, that's what God said to Moses out of the burning bush. He said, I know thy father. I know Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But he was wanting a relationship with Moses. He was wanting a transition to take place with Moses. And you look at Ruth. She is one of the four women mentioned in the lineage of Jesus Christ. Her and Rahab, two Gentile women mentioned in the lineage of Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter where you come from today. It's time to let this firmament be the stopping point of where you are and the starting point of where God's taken you. <laughs> Pastor Bo, this is what you need to be saying. Young people, saints of God, I want your God to be my God. <laughs> Pastor Sisso, I want your God to be my God. I wonder if there's any young people in this house saying, I want, I want your God to be my God. I want to have the same love for God and the things of God that my pastor has. Oh, come on, lift up your voices today. Talk to God right now. Come on, talk to God right now. I believe it's time for somebody to step over the line. Say, Youth Quest 2015 is a defining moment in my life. I'm not going back. It's a stopping point of where I am. It's a starting point of where God is going to take me. Come on. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah.